Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. My friend, know this, that the devil seeks to be worshipped. He is prideful, selfish, and jealous. So that two of the things that he hates the most and will flee from the quickest is jeering or belittling toward him and praise toward God. Besides the simple aspect that it really annoys Satan, which is always a great and desired benefit, there is great power in praise as a weapon of spiritual warfare for two major reasons. The first being that it brings confusion to the enemy's camp. And the second being that it brings God into yours. Time and time again through scriptures, we see accounts of the Israelites setting singers and musicians as their front line in battle, where the most effective weapon in the arsenal belongs. As they do this, and the praises of the people began to go up, the glory of God comes down upon the worshipers, and confusion comes down upon the enemy as they scatter, flee, and even turn on themselves and on each other. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22, we read this, Account, it says, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon. Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten by each other. As if confusing the enemy and causing him to flee and run amok isn't enough, praise assures that the power of God will enter into your situation by assuring that he himself enters your praises. You see, true praise, now I'm not talking about entertainment or showboating or the seeking of vain glory and self-praise, which in actuality will cause God to depart and evil spirits to enter in as they fluff you up and mock God in the process. Remember that the devil wants to be praised, so he loves when people seek self-praise because glorifying self glorifies him while robbing God of what is due to him. But when true praise is offered directly to God from you, it creates an atmosphere that God himself is willing to inhabit. 
Psalms 22 verse 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. Israel, of course, or his people, it is an archetype for the church. Even today, it's all of us. We're grafted in. We're part of it. Therefore, does he inhabit our praises? So full knowing the strength and might of our God, he who is the creator of all things, we can come to the conclusion that there really is never any reason to be worried as long as we are in right standing with him. For if he be for us, then who or what can be against us? Instead, we should purpose in every situation to come to the Lord in prayer, in praise, and in supplication, and wait patiently on him as he enters into our situation through the atmosphere of praise and changes everything. When true and pure praise goes up, God shows up, demons Flee, angels bow, and victory is won in the power of the presence of true praise because it brings the presence that surpasses everything. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. Is anything too hard for our king? I think not, so you ought to praise him. Psalms chapter 42 verse 5 says this, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. That word countenance means his face or his presence or his appearing. You know, Paul said at the end of his days that there was a crown of life stored up for him and for all those who love the Lord's appearing. So I love it that the scripture tells us that God appears, he comes, he inhabits the praises of his children. Because we all wait for the day that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to bust that eastern sky wide open and what a praise and celebration there will be for the faithful and the righteous, those who are in right standing. Of course, we know that for all the others, the wicked, the fearful, the selfish, and the unbelieving, it will be a day of weeping and of gnashing of teeth because they will realize that they missed it because they didn't take God and his words serious. But for those who were ready, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Yet we don't have to wait for that day, for the time when he is physically coming to have an encounter with him, to experience his appearing. He comes when we praise him. And when he steps into the situation, everything changes. So God, today we praise you that nothing is too hard for you. God, we praise you that you have already overcome the enemy, that you have a rod and a staff and it comforts me, that you swing it at the enemy and he cannot touch me unless you give him permission or unless I leave from under 
the safety of your pavilion. Lord, we do not desire to stray from you. And when we do out of ignorance, Lord, we pray that you bring it to our attention so that we can run back to the feet of Jesus in repentance. Oh God, we praise you and we thank you for all that you have done, what you did at Mount Calvary, what you've done from creation through revelation for the stages that you have set for us, that we were born for such a time as this. We will not be fearful in the midst of the plans of the enemy because the wolf can't get to the sheep unless you allow it and you only allow it in order to lure him into a trap so that you can make a public spectacle of him. You put him to a shame over and over again. He doesn't get it. He can not win. Get it in your spirit and start praising again. God, we thank you for every victory that you've given us, for every trial you've brought us through, for how it's strengthened and molded us and made us more like you, how it's given us patience and endurance and a greater revelation of your love for us, of your sacrifice and of your suffering. Let faith arise in the people of God that they not feel defeated or feel that they have to rely on the words and insights of men or the lies and deceptions of demons. The Bible says that in the last days there will be a great deception and men will follow after it. And if it were possible that even the very elect of God might be deceived so complete would the witchcraft, the control and the manipulation be. And when that doesn't work, then the Antichrist spirit always then moves to intimidation, trying to force his will and his way. But we will not agree with the enemy, we're going to keep praising our king and declaring his victory because he's already won this war and there's nothing anymore that the devil can do to you or to me because to live is Christ and to die is gain. We're going to receive our rewards in eternity. And even if we perish in the process, we're coming back again. You see, he can not when oh my god is worthy of his praises we ought praise him because he has tied up every loose end he knows the end from the beginning he knows what he is doing and he is ready to start moving in this earth in mighty ways but he's waiting for a people who will stand in faith and keep praising no matter what the enemy does to shut them up open your mouth don't be silent Keep speaking of the glories and wonders of your king so that you yourself can hear and receive and be strengthened in the inner man. Like David did, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Keep speaking and praising and declaring so that others can hear it and see the glory of God in you, manifested through you keeping you through trial and tribulation. Keep speaking it, keep praising so that all of hell can hear and see and cry and moan and scream and flee so that the laborers of God can more easily expand the territory. Don't forsake the weapon of praise. It is one of the most powerful in your arsenal. I don't care if you've got to go do it on a street corner. Do it in your home. Let your children hear it. Shout it in your churches. The enemy will try to silence you, but there's no reason to fear him. He's already been judged. The Bible says not to fear men who can only destroy the body, but not the soul. But we ought rather to fear God, who can destroy both the body and the soul in hell. 
that might seem a little confusing, but let me explain it to you. You see, there's a difference between the spirit and the soul. The spirit is eternal. That can't be destroyed. That lives on forever, either in heaven or in damnation. But the soul, that is the mind, the will, and the emotion. The body we know can die. We choose while we are here to crucify our soul, to let our will die, to say, not my will, but thy will be done. I trust God's plan and purposes in the earth. Lord, you use me for what you see fit. I give up all of my plans and ambitions. And I'll praise you while I do it because I believe that there are better coming because that's what you told us. And through the testimony of Jesus, that's what you showed us. So we let that will die now, that it might live on forever in eternity because God knows he can trust us with it. But if we choose to be self-willed right now, not to surrender and submit to him and his leading and his purposes, then we will be humbled. That will will be destroyed in hell. The body and the soul will be destroyed in hell. You will have no will. You will not be able to do as you will in hell. You won't be able to satisfy the lust of your flesh or your emotions. Yes, the soul will live on forever in complete hopelessness. It's not a place you want to end up, my friend, so give up that will right now for something more glorious. Because you see, there was a war in heaven before by those who were self-willed. And God's not going to let it happen again, so is earth the testing ground. So be like the wheat that bow down, and not like the tares that stand proud. Let him see that he can trust you with the meager things of this earth, so that he will trust you with the greater things of his eternal kingdom. And even while it may seem that in the moment you might be suffering or sacrificing, you keep praising because it shows that you have faith in everything that he is doing and he will trust you and pour on you more of his graces, not only to get you through here, but to get you through to greater rewards so that you might have more in heavenly places. Nothing that you go through in this earth is wasted. It's all working together to bring about a greater weight of glory in forever. So trust him, thank him, and in every situation, keep praising. Because if you do, the enemy can't get over on you. In fact, all that he tries to do to you is only increasing your reward. Because your response is right and righteous in the sight of the Lord. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.